sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of this Friday Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that is SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. And once a week, pretty much, we go out into the streets of New York to try to hear from the people about what is happening in the world of sports. And this weekend, with a major championship on the line across the pond at Royal Liverpool in England for for the Open Championship, we wanted to inspire some fervor for the world of golf. It didn't necessarily happen, so we tried to be gentlemen out there in the streets for Benny and the Bets. This week, it's the oldest major championship in the world of golf. The 151st playing of the Open Championships. So today, I'll use my best golf announcing voice to provide play-by-play on the streets of New York City. A cross sign, a walk sign, pedestrian traffic in the large flow. Let's see how it works out for everybody today in New York City. You watching the Open Championship this week? No, thank you. Are you going to be watching the British Open this weekend? No, I don't even know what sport that is. Are you watching the British Open this weekend? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right. How come? I'm getting ready for football season at NFL. Here's a guy standing on his phone, texting in the middle of the street. You watching some of the Open Championship this weekend? Hell no. Well, why not? I just don't watch tennis. It's golf. I didn't watch golf either. No, I don't play golf. golf. I don't play golf. Uh, isn't that uh, for tennis or something? Golf. Fourth and final major for golf. Ah. But I did watch the Wimbledon. I have the watch Wimbledon. I do. That's tennis. We're, we're talking golf this week, Grant. Oh, golf. Yeah. I know nothing about golf. He turns. He's walking closer to us. Now, he stops. Would you call it the Open Championship or the British Open if it's played in England? Um, the British Open. You know it's called the Open Championship now. Ooh. Is it? Yeah. I think Open Championship sounds kind of that, That's the official one. The British. But now it's officially called the Open. Yeah, sounds like it's their problem, not my problem. Doesn't make you mad. I don't give a shit now. A group of four individuals, do you think they notice the cameras on them right now? They're starting to look at us. Oh, they have turned around and noticed us. Give us your best golf announcing voice. I got a slight whisper. Today is the golf open. Kicks off into, into the corner, into the hole. On 16, he's going for the birdie. It's a great putt. Looks good. Gets ready for a shot. Watch out for the dog. Do not hit the dog. Good. Takes it back. Now lets it fly. Like you're using Shallow it out. Go. Yeah, really well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. All the golfers out there, I hope you guys all hit hole in ones like Steph Curry the other day. Yep. Now, back on NBC. Qu- quieter, 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 quieter. Now, back on NBC Golf. Coming into the hole. It's a little hot. Just outside. It missed. The practice could take away. Oh, wow. That was powerful. That was powerful. I don't play golf. I miss all the time. That was pretty good. I don't watch golf either. I have no idea. And the approach, it looks like it's five feet from the cup. A clutch shot. And he's got the patty. You could, you could do this for your living. <laughs> I could, I could.
some great golf announcers out there in the streets of New York City, and I should have charged for those golf lessons that I gave. I'll be playing golf tomorrow afternoon, but in the state of New Jersey, not necessarily across the pond, but across the Hudson River. Anyway, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after. Live right here on this Friday, Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. By the way, an update at the Open Championship at Hoy Lake for the 151st time, the oldest major in the world of golf. Brian Harmon is off to a blistering round number two, the best round so far at the 2023 Open Championship. He fired a six under 65. He now has a five-shot lead over Tommy Fleetwood and the rest of the field. Brian Harmon, 10 under for the tournament. He only has two PGA Tour career wins dating back to the 2017 season, but last year at the Open Championship, he finished T6. He is now the favorite to win the Open Championship. Live on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 170. Well in front of Tommy Fleetwood, that second best price at plus 550. Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, tied for the third best number at 10 to 1. A big day in the world of sports. A big weekend, really, if you want to take in sports. You can wake up early, set the alarm for 4 a.m. Eastern time. Not only will you have the action at Royal Liverpool for the Open championship but the women's world cup down under or just stay up late on this friday night as team usa gets underway their opener in 2023 at the women's world cup looking to defend their title not once but twice the two-time consecutive champions at the women's world cup the united states women's national team victorious in 2015 and in 2019 the opener for team usa against vietnam for the vietnamese to even be in this spot is celebration alone their outlook for winning a game or even earning a result as you saw not all that great from the odds the americans a minus 20,000 match money line favorite. That is no misprint. Minus 20,000 on the match money line for Team USA to win outright. In fact, the U.S. women's national team is laying six goals in the spread, and the total is five and a half. A man that is international as they come. Rick Horo joins us next to go all around the world of sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to this Friday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. You want knowledge around the world of sports, maybe from the sports business side, following a historic day in the National Football League. We bring it to you here on this Friday with our sports professor. It is Rick Horo here on this Friday on TMA. Let me make sure I got this right. Five flights, four countries, three trips through customs. Mr. International joins us here on this Friday. Rick, how were your travels? You were at Wimbledon. You were in Norway. You were all over the place. We're just happy we could get a little bit of your time here in your busy schedule on this Friday. Hey, changing plays yesterday in Edinburgh, St- uh, Scotland after uh, Tromso and Oslo, Norway, then to Newark, then back home late last night. 
and I was almost close to being locked up because, as you might expect, I kind of lost my temper after being made to take my belt off after four times. And I whispered under my breath, this belt may be going around your neck, and the guy has really Holy. good hearing. So we had to play a – first thing was, do you know me? didn't work then the sex thing is i am not. really sorry i'm leaving your third world country i'm not looking back you won't have to oh, deal okay. with me until next year's open so we're <laughs> i'm here how are you good i mean rick first <laughs> off let me just say on behalf of the morning after myself ben stevens yeah. here i would never threaten a government employee who is working at any airport we appreciate your hard work and rick, yeah, if you do. wanted him to know you you should have just whipped out coach k's book and said i wrote the foreword for this and there you go you'll never have to go through customs oh. again well, I tried, but I don't think anybody understands who, nor could spell Coach K. And after three mm, times in customs, true. I thought I was through. Played the northernmost golf course, Lynx course in the world, Lafferton Lakes up in uh, yeah. near Tromso, Norway. And then uh, was at the northernmost soccer complex in the world I was mentioning to you. They didn't turn out too well. It was at the same time, coincidentally, it's uh, running uh, as yeah. the Sports Business Network or, or Minute on the Network. New Zealand played Norway. And I had said exactly at the same time, uh, Norway's got a pretty good draw going through. Well, you forgot to tell the Norwegians. They won the World Cup, by the way, World Cup in, in 95. Uh, they got off to a bad start. But one thing they are not is uh, 20,000 to one favorites uh, to win the cup, as you just mentioned, as far as the States and Vietnam starting tonight. Well, Rick Horro may be a jinx for the Norwegian women's national team as they were a yeah. hefty favorite in their opening match against the host nation, New Zealand. But New right. Zealand, a triumphant underdog effort to pull out a victory 1-0 in the opener of the 2023 Women's World Cup. We'll talk about Team USA in just a moment. But Rick, we first go to a big day in the National Football League. The owners yeah. unanimously approving the sale from Dan Snyder's family to the new group led by Josh Harris for $6.05 billion. The sale official yesterday, new ownership in Washington. Rick, tell us just how significant of a day was this in the history of the NFL? Significant in a number of ways. First of all, significant how Roger and folks orchestrated the deal. When you get $6.05 million, billion dollars as a sale, then you're willing to accept a $60 million fine, especially when it's set up by U.S. attorney and the report. The way it was done, this was an owner, former owner, will be former owner, uh, discredited owner. And when you take the $60 million out of that $6 billion purchase price, doesn't look so bad. It was simultaneously agreed uh, for with Dan Snyder and his folks. So nobody's challenging anything. So that's a good thing to get that process done, that in and of itself. But how about the Harris uh, Blitzer group? They already have successes in Philly and Newark. They know how to run franchises. And for D.C., as we know, fresh start. Not just fresh start in terms of reinvigorating a franchise that has gone downhill in many ways, but also a new stadium process. There were a lot of Virginia, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Maryland folks who were ready to carry the ball on the competitive side selection process, but you had to thread the needle and make sure you're dealing with Snyder's successor and not Snyder, and the day started yesterday.
So, Rick, as we focus on the NFL, obviously, as we all know, it is king. We are getting ready for a new 2023 NFL season. And according to the Green Bay Packers financial report, because, of course, they are a public organization, we know the NFL's national revenue grew to nearly $12 billion in 2022. Rick, use your sports professor lingo for us here. Explain how large the margin is in terms of the numbers between the national football league and even the other competitive major sports leagues well the margin the difference is roughly uh 18 to 20 billion dollars total when you add the local revenues on top of it uh and Mm -hmm. then you realize that the nba is maybe 12 baseball 14 i'm highlighting and estimating hockey uh, uh will aspire to 10 roger goodell a couple of years ago said look for you staff to earn your promotions uh, even though, quote unquote, I'm making 44 million a year, we got to get up to 25 billion dollars annually. Preposterous? No. Dan Snyder bought the franchise at 800 million and sold at 6.5 billion. And every other owner in the NFL, I guarantee, went back to their accountants and said, "Look at our tax consequences. Look at our sale opportunities. Let's see what we can do to uh, get limited partners." But the start is 6.05 billion for everybody, yeah. and then going forward. So the point is. The NFL salary structure, where you basically take that national revenue and then you take two-thirds of it, give it to the players, then the margin is everything above that. Then you have the local revenue. Then you have the stadium revenue. You have a lot of their collateral brand value. It's a lot of money. So, Rick, as we go from one form of football to the other, the United States women's national team, the two-time defending champions at the Women's World Cup, begin their title defense tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, local here in the States. Of course, the game played down under to start things off against Vietnam. We showed the money line for this game. Minus 20,000 in favor of the Americans on the match against the Vietnamese. But, Rick, for a team that is a powerhouse in women's international soccer, what do you expect the fanfare and the viewership to be for the United States women's national team on this run in the 2023 World Cup? Primed very well for U.S. prime viewing audience. Uh, I know that that's not the reason why FIFA scheduled it then, but it certainly doesn't hurt. And at the end of the day, remember what uh, the United States did with Thailand a few years ago, starting off gold differential matters uh, and it matters under certain circumstances. And I'm not going to say that the U.S. team will even come close to losing games in the early round. It is possible, but look for seven goals, eight goals. And then the next day, oh, it's not sportsmanlike. You got to hold back. Then the answer is you got to get as many goals as you can. Personally, not only competitively, but I'm the school of rubbing it in. Let's see 12 or 15 goals. How about that? They did beat Thailand in their opener on their way to the title in 2019, 13-0. They are laying six goals in the spread tonight. The total is five and a half, so all the offense expected to come from Team USA. Greater than a $3 favorite to win their group. Group E, they are favored at minus 250 to reach the semifinal round of the Women's World Cup. And, of course, the favorites to win a championship around a plus 250 number. Rick, the Open Championship, the oldest major in the world of golf currently underway at royal liverpool round number two happening as we speak at hoylake how come you didn't stay an extra week abroad to take in all the action at the open 
because I spent 20 days total away. What do you want from me? Okay, remember, we started at Wimbledon. Wimbledon was an amazing event, then went to Aberdeen to tee it up a little bit, then the last 13 days up in Norway, and it's fun watching early in the morning and trying to keep my eyes open. The bottom line is this is an incredible event for Liverpool, for Britain, for Tommy Fleetwood. Remember, he's a hometown guy. And, uh, and by the way, Harmon now is maybe running away with it, especially if the wind's starting to blow. And I will tell you that all of Europe is interested in the Open. Because I am such a good guy and because I'm tired, you're going to close out the segment, and I'll talk to you soon. Really? Jose. Thank you yeah, for allowing absolutely. me, giving me the privilege <laughs> and that honor of doing so on my own show. Ricordo, thank you so much. More of the morning after. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We go all around the Major League Baseball diamond on this Friday for the biggest weekend series in the sport of MLB. Welcome back to this Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens with an eye on AI. Shane Loison joins us here on this Friday as well for the best bets and the best plays all around this Major League Baseball slate on a Friday. Shane, a very full slate on this Friday as we're into the second weekend of the second half of this Major League Baseball season. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Always good talking ball with you, man. We start with the marquee matchup in Tampa Bay, where Shane, for the first time since maybe the first week of April, the second week of this MLB season, there is a new team in first in the American League East. It's not the Red Sox. It's not the Yankees. It's not the Blue Jays. It's the Baltimore Orioles. A winner in 10 innings yesterday against the Rays at the Trop, 4-3. to three, And now Baltimore occupies the top spot in the American League East, giving the O's the best record in all of the AL. But still an underdog today in Tampa against the Rays. Shane, what does the model expect for game number two of this four-game set this weekend? Yeah, so the model, uh, just a slight lean here on the Rays, pretty much just because we're getting uh, Eflin at home. Uh, so the crazy thing here is the play that they really like is the under. And it's a low line. It's a low line for a reason, right? That, that's not a reason we're going to run away from it. Um, right. The unders uh, hit five out of six in their series so far this year. We got Bradish on the mound, who he's fourth on the team and wins, but he's probably their best pitcher. He has the lowest ERA. Uh, his last five starts, a 1.44 ERA. The opponents are only hitting 171 off him. He's faced Tampa once this year. He only allowed four hits and two runs in that game, so he's familiar with them. Uh, like we said, they got a lot to play for. These games seem to be close. And like I mentioned earlier yeah. with the lean on the Rays, is Eflin at home is, is a different pitcher, right? The guy got 10 wins this year. Nine of them are at the top. Uh, 2.34 ERA while he's pitching there. He was very bad his last outing, but that was a road game. In these home games, he has not let up more than three runs in a game all season. So eight's a scary number. We know the Rays are going to wake up at some point. Baltimore scores. But today, yeah. I think it's just going to kind of get out there, grind out a win like yesterday's type game. Like, these dudes aren't out here. They're playing playoff baseball. They're not swinging for the fences. They're not play They're bunting. They're making plays. They're stealing bases. Like, they're taking this seriously, and that makes me think that the game should be a lower-scoring game. 
The Rays hoping to snap a five-game losing skid. They've dropped 12 of their last 15, 9 and 18 since the middle of June when they were the best team in the bigs with a 51 and 22 record. But still, 35 and 16 at the drop. It's the best home mark in all of MLB. The Rays were swept earlier this week on the road in Texas against the Rangers, who Shane have won all six of their games since returning to the Diamond from the All-Star break. The Dodgers also playing good baseball. They've won eight of their last 10. It's Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney tonight in Arlington. And at last check, even on the money line, minus 108 for LA, minus 108 for Texas. So Shane, who does the model give the edge this evening? Yeah, we're going to be on the Dodgers here. Like you said, the line's been bouncing around a little bit. You know, it's even money, slight favorite going back and forth. The way I look at it is the Dodgers are on the road. They're the dogs if it's even money, and they're 14 and four as dogs this year. It's a good role to play in. Yeah. Like you said, Gosselin's on the mound. We know what he's capable of. Uh, 2.94 uh, ERA on the road this year. Uh, he's coming off a uh, two hits and one run road start against the Mets, so momentum coming off that last start. And like you said, the Dodgers they've been swinging a little bit. They showed some offense in Baltimore. I expect that offense to keep rolling today uh, with Heaney on the mound. You got bets with uh in his yeah. career is a 471 on base percentage. Uh, J.D. Martinez is slugging over 1,000. Muncy's slugging over 600. Chris Taylor's slugging over 800. So they're familiar with him. They've hit him. And he struggles with righties. Uh, he's allowing them to slug over 500 overall. So there's definitely a chance to jump on him. We know they got some right-handed bats at the top of the order with Smith, Bats, J.D. Uh, and then with uh, Heaney, he's good. He has good stuff, but he's hit or miss. Uh, he's a 4.75 home ERA, so you're going to get some runs. Uh, his last four starts, he's at a 6.16 ERA. We said it's the, the Rangers, they're tough. They win at home a lot. But if you're giving me Gonsolin, you're giving me the 14 and 4 underdogs, it, it, you got to take the chance. You got to make the play. You don't give value on the Dodgers like this too often. The Dodgers right now, a dog, as the line works even more in favor of Texas. It's minus 116 live on that money line for this Friday showdown in Arlington. The Dodgers were a dog in two of the three games they played at Camden Yards against the Orioles. L.A. not used to being an underdog with this sort of frequency. Could he be four times in their last five games, depending on what the line ends up like tonight in the matchup between the Rangers and the Dodgers. A total at nine and a half. L.A. scored at least five runs in all three of their games against Baltimore earlier this week. Elsewhere around the bigs, the Braves avoid a sweep yesterday against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Victorious 7-5, the final. The Brew Crew taking the final two games of their midweek series, Shane, against another NL East team in the Philadelphia Phillies. Milwaukee now holds a two-and-a-half game advantage for the top spot in the National League Central. Pretty close on that money line today, slightly in favor of Atlanta. On the road in Milwaukee, how does the model break this game down? Yeah, the model, we're all over the Brewers here. So, and like I said a lot, this is what I love about the model, right? Normally the model loves, yeah. the, uh, they love the Braves. They love the Rangers. Today, no, we're, we're looking at it not with any type of, oh, Acuna this and that. We're really looking at what's most important here. What's most important here is the Brewers are playing good ball, right? They just won a road series at Philly. They won the two series with the Reds. They're clicking at the right time. You got Peralta on the mound, uh, four and three at home with the 3.8 a home ERA, but most importantly, in those 10 starts at home, the team is seven and three. He goes deep into the games. He doesn't really leave them in bad situation, doesn't go too hard on the bullpen. Um, he also has had great success against a couple of the bigger names in the lineup. Acuna's only one for six. Albies is one for 12. Olsen's 0 for three. Azuna's three for 13. So he, he's going to have some confidence that he can go out there and get it done, which 
a lot of pitchers going facing that line. I'm going to the game probably feeling defeated. So we like that a lot. And then on the flip here, we're going to have Soroka on the mound coming back off injury. Um, three out of five of his starts, he hasn't made it past four innings. We know the Braves just had that crazy 16-13 game with the Diamondbacks. Very taxing on the bullpen. They had two decent starts the last two games, but still had to go into the pen. So I don't feel like they're set up, uh, you know, in a great position here for Soroka to only be able to give them four or five innings. So, yeah, we like the Brewers to uh, to get it done here today. Freddie Peralta, an underdog right now, plus 106, the price for the Brewers on that money line in their matchup against Atlanta. As we go around Major League Baseball, two teams on the up and up around the bigs. Arizona snapped a four-game skid on the road in Atlanta. They won the first two games of the series against the Braves, winning the series. The Reds needed to turn it around, Shane. They did so against San Francisco, winning the final two games of that set. These two teams match up in the Great American Ballpark this evening. Since he a slight home money line favorite the price I'm seeing is minus 118 Shane what does the model think about two teams on the up and up here in Major League Baseball yeah so you said we're seeing a little bit of line movement I did lock in the Reds earlier at minus 115 is still going up but I think we're getting a great price on the Reds um, Henry's on the mound for the Diamondbacks you know he's four and one road record I think people are putting a lot of respect on that but it comes with a 4.91 ERA right so he's He's had some things break his way. You know, we don't want to hate on anyone for getting wins, but lucky to get a couple of them with that ERA. Uh, the righties are hitting 250 around him. Lefties are hitting 270. And the games that he's lost, he has gotten trouble with walks, right? And that's the thing with the Reds is you don't want to put runners on base because they're going to make you pay. They might not string together 20 hits. They're going to hit the bottom of the park. Um, you know, they, they bring someone new out every day, right? Now we got Encarnacion hitting the ball all over the field, Benson, Miles, like, when, when they slack, someone else picks up. They plug and play. They, they keep going. Uh, they hit lefties better off as a team. And they have a lively on the mound. So he's been pretty solid. Only a 2-2 two and two record at home, but it's yeah. a 3.64 ERA. Uh, he's only let up two runs or less in his last four starts. So he's very consistent. So like I said, get a couple walks early. Get a guy on base. Maybe an early homer puts you up. I think that uh, lively will be able to roll through that. You know, two, three runs. Too much value. Lock in the Reds. The Reds right now need to keep pace with Milwaukee in the National League Central. They trail by two and a half games. Shame some pretty short distinctions here on the money line prices that we have around the slate for this Friday. The Mets had won three straight before they dropped the final game of their series at home against the White Sox yesterday. The Red Sox now back at home at Fenway hosting New York. It's minus 116 for Boston, minus 102 live on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the amazing Shane how does the model preview this game in Fenway tonight so we're getting plus money with Senga on the mound and we're going to take it we're, we're going to take the Mets uh he's hot right now he's pitching great at the right time four and three uh record 3.97 road ERA is pretty solid but in his last four starts he's only allowed six earned runs over the all four of them lefties are only hitting 189 righties are hitting 216 you know Boston's a hit or miss team they, they could get hot they could get super cold right I feel you come yeah. out, you don't allow base runners early, single get rolling, we could feel good about that, especially because they got Crawford on the mound. Crawford's another guy where he could lock in, he could shut you down, and, and you're like, where did this come from? But we don't see it enough to actually trust it for him to be a minus 144 favorite. Uh, he's had four home starts. He's 0-1 in those games. He has a 5.60 ERA. Boston's just coming off dropping his series to Oakland, so that's not great for the confidence. And then the Mets, the young guys are heating up a little bit. Alvarez, Beatty, they're hitting the ball all over the park. Uh, Crawford does struggle horribly with righties, so I think it's a great chance for Alonzo fam, a couple of those guys to get going. Uh, 270 average to righties, so 
they're going to get some runners on base. I think they'll be able to kind of get them out of his comfort zone and, and get us a win here. And you heard it from Shane. You can see it in the graphics that we display on the screen. The markets move frequently and often and rather quickly as well when it comes to Major League Baseball from where we make these graphics in the morning to where they are only a few hours later. It was minus 144 in favor of Boston at home. Now it's only minus 116. Shane Loison getting us set for a Friday around Major League Baseball by telling us what the AI model expects and giving his great insight as well. Shane, thank you so much, and have a wonderful weekend as always. You too, my man. Let's cash some tickets. Let's cash some tickets indeed. We continue our preview around MLB up next, live right here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A baseball breakdown live right here on a Friday entering the weekend on the morning after. Jack McMullen joins us live right here on TMA, the play-by-play -play voice of the Indianapolis Indians, the AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and of course doing some great work for just baseball media with our good friends over there as well. Jack, we appreciate your time on this Friday. A robust Friday slate around the bigs and a great weekend. The second weekend of the second half of this major league baseball season we need your insight and i think you're ready to deliver yeah no i wouldn't call what i do insight but you know what i will talk about baseball oh. for the next 10 minutes and it's gonna be great no man we've got a great slate of baseball started last night four game set baltimore and tampa we've got a lot of good teams mm. matching up and then the battle of last place teams and the kansas city royals and the new york yankees right that's big as everybody expected it to be at this point trending toward the end of July and we start with that American League East showdown in Tampa Bay for the top spot in the division and right now Jack currently occupying the top spot in the AL East is a different team probably for the first time since the second week of the MLB season because the Orioles now have the best record in the division and frankly the best record in all of the AL a 4-3 win yesterday in 10 innings over the Rays at the Trop. Tampa has now dropped five straight games in 12 of their last 15. So, Jack, you saw what happened in game number one of this four-game series this weekend in Tampa. What do you think happens in game number two? That's a great question, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was interesting how much momentum Baltimore is riding coming into today. Uh, Kevin Brown, the TV yeah. voice of the Orioles, his final call yesterday was... They got to the top at the Trop. And I was like, this is such a high moment here for Baltimore. Um, and they got to send a guy that, like, is solid in Kyle Bradish to the hill today against Zach Eflin. The way I kind of view Tampa is whenever they have a true starting pitcher on the hill, they have the starting pitching advantage right now, whether it's McClanahan, whether it's Glass now, whether it's Zach Eflin. The thing is, Bradish yeah. ha has somehow finagled his way to an ERA and a low threes. So... I'm curious how Bradish throws in Tampa. Tampa is the best team in the history of team sports, like at, at Tropicana Field. Um, on the road is when they show a little bit of vulnerability. 
But yesterday, mm -hmm. you saw the cracks in the armor, right? Randy Orozarena looking human and looking like he didn't really understand a situation yesterday. So uh, I I'm curious as to what's going on with Tampa. I think Baltimore is riding a ton of momentum. And you have that conversation in college football, right? You get a big upset win. You know, are, are, are you going to you know come in with a hangover and are you going to lose a trap game? Or is it, hey, right. we're hot, we belong here? I think in baseball, it's a totally different beast, and I think Baltimore feels like they belong. I could see this being a momentum win for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, baseball is random on each and every day. But, Jack, it's interesting when you look at what the Orioles have faced here now in the last two series against the Dodgers at home, a slight litmus test. And this, for the top spot in their division on the road in Tampa, is still prove-it ground for the Baltimore Orioles. The O's, the second-best record on the road this year. Tampa, despite dropping five straight overall, 35-16 and 16 at the drop. It's the best home mark in all of MLB. And prove-it ground is interesting, Jack. When you look at this Baltimore Orioles team, young, exciting last year, gave us a thrill and a potential playoff race. Didn't quite get to the American League postseason. Now the best team in the American League, and they've been near the top of the records in the AL all year long. And Jack, we look at the American League East divisional odds, and the Orioles are still a heavy underdog. Tampa, despite now trailing by a game, a minus 185 odds on favorite to win this division so jack when the odds makers set these prices why do you still think they lack a little bit of belief in this baltimore side i think it's probably what's on the team right now i think these odds are going to drastically change in the next two weeks and i'm going to put on my conspiracy okay. tinfoil hat right now i think there's a certain Please. pitcher slash dh uh, that could be a viable option for the baltimore orioles in a week and a half two weeks and i pitched this on the Just Baseball show, I know like you have the same reaction as my co-host did. Baltimore has the best farm system in recent memory. I asked my partner, Arm Layton, who is as good with prospects as anybody I know. And I said, have you seen a system that even comes close in your time examining farm systems, which I think it's been seven, eight years. And he said, I don't think so. I think this system is twice as good as the next one in baseball. They mm -hmm. can move for one of the best rentals on the market in a Marcus Stroman or an Eduardo Rodriguez and simply not feel it. So why not feel it a little bit and go and get Shohei Otani? Go and get a guy that's going to be your bona fide ace through the rest of the season and pair him right. as the three hitter in a great young talented lineup. I think if they don't go the Otani route, you can go with several starting pitchers. They need starting pitching. I think that Vegas probably understands that they need starting pitching, uh, and I think that they are yep. going to go get it, whether it looks like a Dylan Cease with multiple years of control or you go with multiple rentals like a Stroman and an Erod and a Michael Lorenzen. Go ahead and do it. I think Baltimore is going to make moves, and I, I think you're going to see a, a minus sign instead of a plus sign next to them uh, in a week and a half, two weeks. That is going to be a huge component as we're 11 days away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. The O's plus 750 to win the American League, the fourth best mark. Tampa, despite the struggles really over the last month and a half, right now the Rays are still the favorites to win the American League at plus 210. I'll just echo what Jack said right there. On Wednesday, we had one of our favorites, Burt Murray, a National Major League Baseball insider for fan sided that noted with that farm system, Baltimore could be a team 
to monitor ahead of the trade deadline. Although he did say what he was hearing at this point, it seemed unlikely the Angels were going to depart with Shohei Otani. But Arm was here yesterday as well, Jack. And he mentioned the O's being a team in the running. That even for a rental in Otani, what would that do for this Orioles side and the confidence that many have in them? It is just something to keep in mind less than two weeks away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline as the Orioles have the best record in the American League. But maybe the hottest team in the AL, the Texas Rangers. Jack, they won all six of their games since returning to the Diamond from the All-Star break. The Dodgers, though, not bad either. Winners of eight of their last ten. A very, very short distinction on the money line in Arlington tonight. Jack, how do you break down this matchup? Somebody's going to leave this weekend without a couple of teeth. I I think this is a heavyweight fight here in Arlington. And I I think the Dodgers probably are at the pitching disadvantage. They run out Gonsolin against Andrew Heaney today. Heaney might be the weakest Mm. link in that rotation right now. Dane Dunning is outperforming every single person's expectations for Dane Dunning this year. But I I think Heaney may be the, the problem area for Texas. So in terms of tonight, I, I think if the Dodgers do jump on, you know, a, a pitcher with Texas, it's probably Heaney and you see like a Will Smith yeah. great game or you see a Mookie Betts great game. But after that, on Saturday, I think you go what? You go Bobby Miller against Dane Dunning. Bobby Miller is a guy that consistently hits 100 miles an hour. And then on Sunday, it's Emmett Sheehan against Martin Perez. Perez has struggled. Sheehan is another young right-hander that throws a billion miles an hour. So I think that Gonsolin is actually the weakest link that the Dodgers are sending out in Arlington. And I think that Dunning, yeah. may, or pardon, Heaney may be the weakest link uh, that the Rangers are running out as well. So I think this is the game that might be the crapshoot. Um, after that, I, I do like the Dodgers just showing the baseball world that they are the Dodgers this weekend. And they certainly have here on both ends of the All-Star break. The Dodgers now a two-game lead in the National League West. And they've closed ground in the World Series odds as well. Now for the first time in what feels like a while, less than a dollar behind the Atlanta Braves. The Braves still booked as a favorite, plus 340. There are the Dodgers at plus 430. Texas, one of the five best prices as well, plus 950. Jack, second weekend of the second half. Do you feel any differently about the World Series odds right now is maybe compared to as we entered the all-star break i don't think so uh i think atlanta is the best team in baseball and to be honest Mm -hmm. right now like i don't see a team that sniffs them i think if tampa gets close to full health you know they could possibly clip at their heels but atlanta is getting freed back and they're going to get kyle Wright back at the beginning of september too so you know the the one i guess quote-unquote problem area for the best team in baseball which has not been a problem area because bryce elder was an all-star Who saw that coming? Absolutely nobody. But the one problem area is immediately alleviated with Max Fried returning and Kyle Wright returning to help out Spencer Strider, who is lighting the world on fire right now. Yes, he got clipped for a couple of late homers in the seventh, but that guy looked untouchable yesterday afternoon. Great start to the game between Strider and Gallen. That offense is great. Matt Olson is the classic big feared masher that everybody needs in that lineup. Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the more talented players in all of baseball. Sean Murphy looks like one of the best catchers in baseball. There is depth one through nine. Michael Harris is getting better. Michael Harris was the rookie of the year last year. He's hitting like seventh for them right now. Then the bullpen's good enough. I don't think they have to do anything at the deadline. I think they're the best team in baseball right now. I think what anybody else does at the deadline, you're in a fight for second. 
The Braves right now on the road in Milwaukee after avoiding the sweep at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks yesterday. The Brew Crew taking the final two of their set against the Philadelphia Phillies. Now a two and a half game lead for the top spot in the National League Central. Jack, what are we going to see this weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? I think you're going to see a lot of runs. I think you might see a lot of home runs, especially with uh, Burns and Strider throwing yesterday. That takes him out of the fold mm -hmm. uh, for this weekend, too. And those are the two, you know, big, big poppers, I guess, in this rotation, or I guess the two aces uh, in these rotations. I think you're going to see the offenses come out to play. One of the more feel-good stories in baseball this year has been the resurgence of Christian Yelich. I wanted Yelich to be so good, so bad. Welcome to 850 OPS Christian Yelich, baby. That feels so good. Um, so I, I do like Christian Yelich to have a good weekend. Um, I think this Brewers offense is an incredibly underrated unit. I think William Contreras is great. Um, Adamas has really struggled. I think Adamas is, is due to bounce back here uh, down the stretch. But again, Atlanta, it, it's like prime Derrick Rose, who I grew up with. Too big, too fast, too strong, too good. I think that's the Atlanta Braves. A shout-out to Prime Derrick Rose on this Friday on the morning after. As we focus on the NL Central, Milwaukee, like I said, Jack, a two-and-a-half game advantage now for that top spot. They're greater than a $2 favorite at minus 210. The race for the top spot in the division has been super competitive all year in the final two months plus of this MLB season. Is it still going to be a tight race for that top spot? I think so. Um, I think Cincinnati needs Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo back more than they need air to breathe right now. I mean, <laughs> that offense, with, with how good they are, you yep. can't overcome like a six-and-a-half ERA from three starters in that rotation. Andrew Abbott has been awesome. He's a big piece of what they've got moving forward. Graham Ashcraft has been great over his last couple starts, but he ran into a serious rut uh, in May and June. So I guess my concern is like, okay, are you running out Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo in a, in a division hunt? Or are you running out you know, Luke Weaver and Brandon Williamson in a division hunt? I feel a lot better about the yeah. Cincinnati Reds if it's the former as opposed to the latter. I think that Milwaukee is just a little bit longer in terms of their talent. So I, I do think Milwaukee is the winner, and I think that this coming week, maybe pre-deadline, is the chance for them to put it away. Maybe keep an eye on the Redbirds as well. St. Louis still 10 games back of the top spot, but the Cardinals have won six straight, Jack. You shake your head, but I have a ticket for St. Louis to win the NL Central, so I will keep the hope for the both of us. Jack McMullen, thank you very much for your time. More on the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We close out our two hours together here on this Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. In fact, our week together here on SportsGrid. Thank you for joining us all week long. Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well. And that includes the new SportsGrid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app. Now available for download at the Apple App Store. You can scan a QR code that's about to be on your screen. And in 
instantaneously. That new Sports Grid app will provide you the best information in the biz. Five star plays for your favorite sport, your favorite team, your favorite league. Plenty, I'm sure, today all around MLB. I want to focus, though, on the oldest major in the world of golf. It's the 151st Open Championship across the pond at Royal Liverpool, Hoylake as it as known round number two underway right now the afternoon slate even though it's morning hours for us on the course currently and Jordan Spieth is on the rise already three under through his opening six holes of his second round tied for second at five under par so before we say farewell before we say goodbye maybe something to keep an eye on for the open this weekend it's time for bye 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 So round number two is currently underway. And after a six under 65, Brian Harmon now has a big lead. In fact, in front of the field by five at 10 under. But Rory buried his final hole of his second round. He's one under for the tournament. Right now, currently with round number two happening, there's not going to be finishing position odds available. But as we enter the weekend on FanDuel, keep an eye out for it. If there's an updated price on a Rory top 10, I would take it. You could even intrigue me 16 to 1 for Rory McIlroy to get back into the winner's circle at a major championship for the first time since 2014. That does it for us on this Friday on the morning after. We're back on a Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a great weekend.